So obviously when I'm hosting, I do sports news of the three weeks, I guess, or four weeks sometimes. But you revive I, that segment even though you live. <laughs> I just keep rev- I just keep reviving it every time I host. Um, I, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up because this just happened today. So, all right. So a little piece of backstory, Dawson. You're probably familiar with this, but so Texas, you know, as we've discussed, is the Texas Longhorns. So what Oklahoma their rival would do is they do the horns down. So they would basically do like the rock and roll hand, but then they'd point it downwards so it's like i don't know it means the cow is dead or something like that but um so the ncaa came out and stated that that was like a penalty or something so they started like um penalizing teams for doing that so the uh so today the the times got announced for the next slate of games this week and michigan state um decided to be cutesy and in their infinite wisdom on their graphic announcing the game time, they're like, oh, we'll flip Michigan's logo upside down because that'd be disrespectful. If you flip an M upside down, it becomes a W. <laughs> w. So everyone on Twitter is just dunking on Michigan State right now for having done that and saying, oh, given Michigan the W already because we play them in two weeks. And in response, all of Michigan Twitter has been taking their profile pictures and flipping them upside down. So if you go and look at like a bunch of Michigan like fan pages or just people who cover Michigan, all of their profile pictures are now upside down. <laughs> so there's just this whole part of Twitter right now where everyone's profiles picture has been rotated 180 degrees because Michigan State decided to be cutesy and instead looked like a bunch of idiots. Oh it, man. It's so funny. Because I got home from work and my dad was telling me about it. He's like, did you see Twitter? I'm like, no. He's like, so Michigan State flipped our M upside down and made it a W. So now everyone from Michigan Twitter is flipping <laughs> profile pictures. Incredible. So it's probably going to be like only that. Only on the internet. <laughs> exactly. Only on Twitter specifically. That's just exactly. How yeah, people are really running with it. It's just really, really funny. <laughs> I'm enjoying it very much. I also running this past weekend. Exactly. So Running it'll probably be a field goal post too. Yeah, right. <laughs> In Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's gonna be like that for the next two weeks until we actually play them. Probably. I partook. Mine's upside down. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nothing But Nonsense podcast, the podcast with nothing but nonsense. Oh, it's like you just Accurate. said that. <laughs> I thought I'd try something new, and I lost steam almost as soon as I said it. <laughs> Andrew gets three words into trying something new, and he's just done. Exactly. I realized as soon as it come out, came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to have to think of something at least somewhat clever to say. And then I realized, I realized that like, is not a smart idea. <laughs> Andrew's just like, welcome to the Nothing But Nonsense podcast. The podcast! That's nothing. You're nothing. There you go. Just but, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, my 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 brain operates like a like a dial-up modem. 
There's a lot of <laughs> screeching and screaming and crunchy computer sounds before anything can uh, work efficiently. And then anytime someone picks up the phone, uh, I cut out. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Um, so, uh... <laughs> okay. Boy, he's laughing before he says it. My That's gosh. That's a good sign. <laughs> The problem was I had another thing. I was talking to these guys before the podcast. I was trying to put together a uh, an interesting uh, set, another topic to talk about before our our main bit that will uh, that will blow your socks off that I've come up with that is so amazing <laughs> that I'm hyping up and is it's a real game changer. Not game changer. It's 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 a really cool thing that I came up with, but I don't want to go into right away because I don't want to. He's been teasing us with this, with this idea for days. He just says, I have the best idea, but he won't tell us what. <laughs> He's it's, very excited about this. If it sucks, I hold you if accountable. If it sucks, <laughs> I quit. I quit. I'm a, walking away. There's a lot of pressure you put on yourself here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm so, as hyped as I've ever been. So, it failed. Okay. Well, I was thinking about... One thing I was thinking about is... The recent news that Harrison Ford is coming into the MCU to replace William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross in the Thunderbolts movie that's coming out in a few years. So Is that a rumor or is that are, confirmed? That is all but confirmed. Really? I think. It was a rumor last week and then there yeah. was a news so a guy who came out recently uh saying that it was going to happen. Let me see if I can find that news. Huh. Harrison Ford. That'd be interesting, I guess. I feel like I, I gotta hear it come out of Harrison Ford's mouth knowing him. Uh, Harrison Ford <laughs> says, just from Deadline, Harrison Ford says General Thaddeus Ross Thunderbolt Ross, as General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross for Captain America New World Order and will star opposite Anthony Mackie and then will also, and will premiere in Captain America New World Order and then will also appear in, uh, He'll premiere in that, and then he'll be in the Thunderbolts. So it's going to be his main day. Main, his, oh, gosh. <laughs> um, Andrew already broke. So his first appearance is going to be in the next Captain America, but then he's gonna his more main role will be in Thunderbolts. Yeah, so gotcha. he's going to premiere hence, as the guy. Hence the name. Thunderbolts. So I think this is a really, really stupid idea. I was also thinking kind of Star similar. Wars. Because, first of all, I don't think Harrison, if you're listening, Harrison, can I call you Harrison? I don't think Miss <laughs> I don't think Mr. No. Ford. <laughs> I don't think Mr. Ford really understands what he's getting himself into. I don't think my boy Harry. Exactly. I don't think my boy Harry exactly understands what he's getting into. I mean, granted. Mr. William Hurt did not go through a ton of press and crazy stuff, so maybe they can shield him from that. But uh, he's not Harrison Ford. My man already hated talking about Star Wars, yeah. mm-hmm. and people ask him like, "There's a famous interview with him talking about the Force Awakens," and there's I watched a compilation of it the other day, and uh, he it was everyone talking about asking everyone who shot first, Han or Greedo, and then it gets to Harrison Ford. He's like, "Hey." He's like, uh, so who shot first? Do you or Greedo? He's like, I don't care. <laughs> and then you, then you see him, and you can watch another compilation of his 
trying to get away. He's trying to get away from gimmicks so hard because there's a uh, there's a there's an interview he did with the Jimmy Kimmel show where they uh, after he broke his leg on the set of uh, oh yeah of a Force, Force Awakens. Oh right. And they and he gave him like this um, limited edition action yeah, figure, right? This this uh, twelve inch hot toys figure which is like they're very expensive and so it was hot he gave it to harrison he's like so show us how it broke your leg and then he like twisted it and like snapped the leg off and like <laughs> broke it in oh so gosh. many different piece, pieces and then like threw it over his shoulder and then there's another interview i think it was on the star wars show or it was like on a panel for something they handed him the lego millennium falcon and then he like fumbled with his as soon as they handed it to him he fumbled oh, it with his hands and I did see chucked that it over his and then like left his mouth the ground <laughs> so it's like don't give me stuff to to talk about cuz i don't care i don't care about this stuff so i personally find it hilarious though too so so that's the thing <laughs> yeah. i don't think uh mr ford understands what he's getting into completely the other thing is William Hurt died uh, this year in March, March 13th. Mm-hmm. He was 72 years of age, or 71, because, yeah, his birth, he died seven, seven days before his, or, yeah, seven days before his uh, 72nd birthday. So, 71 years of age. Harrison Ford is 80. Oh, like, boy. Like, what are you thinking? First of all, it's like, oh, we're, we're recasting this actor to get it's a... It's not uh, even in a few years. It's like we to get have to another... wait a few years for the movie, too. Yeah, so so they're they're in pre-production right now. This movie comes out... His first appearance is in 2024 in... Uh, wait, no, I think that's Thunderbolts. Let's see. Uh, I would like to add, for an 80-year-old, Harrison Ford looks pretty good still. Oh yeah, he, he looks great. Yeah, absolutely. But uh you could tell me that he's 60 and I'd believe you. Yeah. I feel like part of the uh, Star Wars it, thing is probably just part of why he hates Star Wars is probably just fatigue cuz he's literally done it for decades. So he's had decades of people asking him questions about Star Wars <laughs> and stuff. He hated it back in the 70s and 80s too. Yeah, but, but it's I assume it's only gotten worse. <laughs> Especially with the new wave of movies being um, overall pretty poor, and um, the fan base seemingly about that. the fan base seemingly getting worse and more annoying. I don't think he even cares about that. I think he just cares that people ask him all these like ridiculous questions, like who shot first or what and do you just think hates about the press. <laughs> it's just like yeah. why are you at why are you asking this stuff? Like he's had a pretty prestigious film career outside of like Indiana Jones, exactly. Um, uh, Air he's Force One, the Fugitive, Blade Runner, like oh, yeah. all these different things. He's like been in these amazing films. But um, so they're in pre-production right now. <laughs> the uh, New World Order is slated to come out on May third, twenty twenty-four. So they he's eighty right now. He's in product. They put the movie into production uh, uh, ne- probably early next year. He'll probably by the time they finish production, he'll be eighty-one. By the time they the movie comes out, by the time he, the movie comes out, he'll be eighty two, and then they want him to somehow continue to play this character in the preceding future, unless they plan to kill off his character, which I think he'd be pretty happy with. Mm-hmm. But um, it's probably how they it just got him seems to like sign. a weird a weird <laughs> choice. And this also this kind of like relates to my <clears throat> like I understand I can understand why they did it, but. The whole idea of not recasting uh, 
T'Challa in the MCU is just very, very strange idea idea for me. Like, I understand the idea yeah. behind it of, like, committing to this character and, like, not wanting to, like, uh, be rude or um, in distaste, like, switching characters. But I feel like dedicating this the character to one actor and then just saying, he's done. He's not in these set of movies any, anymore. That's it. Like, it just seems like a weird choice to me, but... Yeah. So, like, casting an elderly man who who doesn't really like to talk about this stuff. <laughs> and, uh... And for a movie, an actor, and for a role that they probably expect to fill again. So, it's like... Yeah, depending on how long they intend on keeping this character around, I guess. Yeah, so... They, he's gonna be in two movies, <clears throat> so they're setting him up for something. Yeah, and with with Thunderbolt Ross, his character, had a potential to do something like where he gets in an accident off screen because he becomes the Red Hulk. Spoiler yeah. alert! If what? You could just keep him in the Red Hulk form the rest of time in the MCU, and just recast him, like yeah. someone who yeah. can voice him, like. You just have a bunch of face skins of this guy's face already, or you get someone that looks like him. Like the Hulk, doesn't like he's looked. He looks more and more like Mark Ruffalo now. Yeah. Like back when yeah. they did Hulk two thousand and eight, uh, he did not look like Mark Ruffalo. Just kidding. It was Edward Norton, <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly. he didn't really look that much like Edward Norton. No, those were two uh, pretty distinctly different looks between even in the avengers the like and the hulk. he you can tell it's mark ruffalo but like you could also say it's someone else that kind of looks like mark ruffalo you know like <laughs> yeah. so that's the thing and like even with she hulk she looks she very is... very different than her act like it, it, yeah they use the same face model and everything yeah but though they just look very different than their human forms most of the time yeah. Yeah. Especially in the early days of production with mm -hmm. whatever character they choose to go forward with, like the Hulk and now She Hulk. Uh and who 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 uh yeah, I can't get into the spoilers actually, that's at the end of She Hulk. Never mind. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen the last episode yet. <laughs> I haven't seen the last three. I'm behind. <laughs> Missing on, <laughs> out on that much. <laughs> they do have a really good fourth wall break in the last episode. That's all I'll say. That's cool. It's pretty good. I got a laugh out of it. But All right. yeah. I'm so saying, so they, Andrew they could have just kept him in Hulk form. So Andrew, if you yeah. don't want, if you're, if you're, because I think you, you see, you definitely seem concerned about Harrison Ford in that spot as well as just for a number of reasons. Is there a certain actor that you had in mind you thought would be better to replace him? I figured. Um... Well, they have they've whole they set up this whole uh, Allegra La Fontaine or whatever her name is character played by Julia Louise Dreyfus. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. she showed up at the end of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then the end of. Uh... You talking about Elaine from Seinfeld? Yeah, Elaine from yes, Seinfeld. Yes, Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, and then she showed up at the end of that weird dumb post credit scene at the end of uh, Black Widow. Oh, so I yeah. feel like they were setting up for her to be like the leader of this, this, uh, this whole team, and so mm, you can call them the the Thunderbolts, but you don't have to do the Thunderbolts as in Which, relating to. So you so basically Thunderbolt just Ross. so basically just keep Thunderbolt Ross almost at this point. Just don't even put him in it and just have 
Elaine from yeah. Seinfeld's character uh, take yeah. the helm almost essentially. That makes sense. Yeah, I get that. That actually have, makes a lot uh, of sense. If Martin Freeman's character, uh, what did he play in? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, Bilbo from uh, The Hobbit, or uh... they have a lot of. So, if there's one thing that's consistent, about oh the him, MCU, is they yeah. get a lot of, they get a lot of Lord of the Rings actors. They get a lot of Star Wars actors, which maybe this is where Harrison Ford is coming in. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they also get a lot of Sherlock Holmes actors. <laughs> yeah, but he plays uh, Everett K. Ross, so. Yeah. They could just do him. I figure, like, they could just do him. Him, they were Thunderbolt looking for Ross. Ross. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they never called it. Do they call him? I don't know if I haven't seen two that Hulk two thousand eight in a long time. I don't. But I think they say the other day. I don't recall. I think the, in uh, in, in I think uh, they just call him Civil, General Ross. Yeah, yeah, I think he was just Ross. I think in Civil War, Rhodey calls him Thunderbolt Ross. He like says like, "Oh, Thunderbolt Ross" or something it, to yeah. the to the equivalent. I, was gonna say, I mean, obviously, Martin Freeman, fantastic actor, but I don't think he uh, really strikes me as a Thunderbolt. No, Thunderbolt's uh, not a very fitting nickname for him. <laughs> exactly. His character exactly. seems more of like the calm, collected, analytical type than the uh, mm-hmm. than someone whose nickname would be Thunderbolt. Than, than a J. Jonah Jameson type of character with... Uh, yeah. JK Simmons. There you go. Just just exactly. have him just have him play two characters in the MCU. He can play Thunderbolt yeah. Ross too. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're talking about, if he wasn't already an amazing JK Simmons, like JK. <laughs> if JK, if JK, JK Simmons, Simmons was, is a great JK Simmons. <laughs> JK Simmons was wasn't already great at playing the character JK Simmons. Wasn't already a great uh, J Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Then I'd say he'd be like oh, a fantastic choice. Which my gosh, a, is he ever an Ross. amazing? James Jonah Jameson. He's so good. Uh, another thing I thought is like uh, 2003, Ang Lee, Ang, Ang Lee the director uh, that, of 2003's Hulk. Could have he, just they have, him back. Uh, they have, uh, what's his face? Um, crap. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, hold on. What are, you, what are you trying to remember? Who plays General Ross in... Uh, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott plays... Uh, General Ross in the 2003 Hulk. And Which they kind s- of treat the 2008 uh, movie as almost like a reboot, but not quite a reboot, like a sequel. Yeah. Man, uh, Sam Elliott a... has got a stash. Oh my. Oh yeah. He's got <laughs> the Thunderbolt is supposed to have. Yeah. He's already got the stash. So. Yeah, he's... But, uh, yeah, he, uh, they call it a requel. A reboot yeah, a sequel. Recall. <laughs> My gosh. We know you got that words. from Mr. Sunday Movies. <laughs> yes. Our friends over at the uh, Weekly Planet. Our friends. I wish they were our friends. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're not it's that a... popular. <laughs> no. I trade you guys I trade you guys in for a heartbeat. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. Yeah, no, I do the same. Australian. But... I can't beat that. Exactly. <laughs> so, so uh, exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, and he's only seventy-eight years old, so he's perfect. <laughs> yeah, he's know. only two years younger. It just seems like a strange <laughs> choice that they're shooting for older and surlier than maybe shooting younger. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Again, it kind of goes just back cast to like a twenty-year-old with a mustache. And there you, there go. you go. Perfect. 
It just depends on how long they intend on either. keeping the guy around, I guess. If they don't intend on <laughs> keeping him for very long, then I guess it doesn't matter if it's an older guy. But yeah, it yeah. depends. I have an idea. Just cast a really big mustache. Not even a person, just a big mustache. Just a really big mustache. <laughs> so you're cast so you're casting Sam Elliott. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> He's a big mustache. Yes. But um yeah. So so that was just something I found interesting. And so I wanted I was trying desperately to find some uh interesting recasts for uh in in Hollywood history that wouldn't just be like me spouting a bunch of random facts at you guys <laughs> for movies or shows that you guys have never heard of. Uh, like a one that kept coming up was the Twilight films. They recast an actor for an, uh, for another actor, and she didn't even know that she was being recast. Oh, gosh. <laughs> she, like, she put aside uh, work to start work on this film, but then they recast her, and she's like, what? I don't even know. <laughs> My gosh. Um, that sounds like a Twilight film thing to do. Yeah, there was um, what was the other one that kept coming up? Crap! Like a famous, like a famous, like recasting that was yes. weird in a way. Yes. Uh, um, there was Dumbledore from uh the Harry Potter films, recast uh, uh his actor. Um, the Fantastic Beast movies Freddy. they they cat they recast uh Johnny Depp and put in um, the crap's his name Matt Matt. Mads Mickelson. Nicholson, thank you. Yes. Didn't they do that because of his trials too? Yeah. Yes, the allegations uh, leveled against him, mm-hmm. which we will not get into. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole um, other podcast. That's been talked. That's been talked to death already. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Let me see. I'm gonna pull up just the some of the things. That yeah, Dawson there. brought up a good one, Rody. Rody. From, uh, that was a very. If you look into the, well, we'll get into the history of why they specifically recast uh, some of the stuff they talked about when recasting uh, Rody at the times. But <laughs> I, 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 I urge you guys to look into it because it's quite the spicy. It's a spicy. spicy yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about that one. I think spicy. I have too, but I forgot a lot of it. Basically, <laughs> so he wanted uh, to get paid a lot more money. Even more money than Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Despite not being uh, the main actor in the movie. Exactly. Yeah, They're but there's like, also... Well, eh, you're yeah. not worth it. <laughs> He's also... I mean, but he is a really good actor, though. That guy. I already forgot uh, his name. Uh, exactly. Howard. Not that you, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know actors' names. You know this about me. I'm really bad. Um, but when yeah, I can't another... name him off the top of my head, that's a thing. There's another... Uh... Another reason, but I will not get into that one because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, uh, we're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> Batgirl, they just, uh, Ruby Rose left after the first season of Batgirl, and they oh, just yeah, recast another lady with short that was hair. So weird. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then recast uh, Batwoman entirely. Wow. It was already a CW show to begin with, so I never even bothered. <laughs> it's it, it's very bad. It's very very bad. I mean, I've given CW a chance on a few things, like, and I'll give them credit where credit's due. The first season of The Flash is fantastic. Oh yeah, the first two seasons are great. Like, I I enjoy The Flash, and I will I'll I'll watch it through to the end just because I love the actors and stuff, and uh, I appreciate everything they did early on. So I'll finish it out. But like, a lot of their new stuff is just so like cookie cutter we have to have this we have to do this it has to look like this and sound like this and 
it just it all feels the same no matter if you're watching a superhero thing or an end of the world type of thing that's a shame or i haven't seen it in years and i got and that's because it's terrible <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it. It's unfortunate because I think they had a strong start with Arrow and The Flash. Yeah. The first two seasons of Arrow was fantastic. My mom oh, yeah. ruined Arrow for me. You want to know how she ruined it for me? How? I, wa- I was watching it back when I was and I was a lot younger, living in my parents when around the time Arrow started. Um, uh, you, I just had to watch it in the living room with the rest of my family because I didn't have like any like devices to watch it on, and plus it was just on live TV, mm-hmm. so it's just like. When you were watching TV back then, you were just subject to the rest of your family walking in on you uh, and judging your choice of TV show. Oh yeah, I so know that feeling. You didn't have a, uh, <laughs> have a say. So um, uh, my mom walks in and she's just like watching the show with me, and I'm like hooked into it and it's great. And she's like, "So this is kind of like a soap opera." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> It's like, yeah, this kind of just seems like very soap opera-y. And it's like, oh, yeah, really she's is, her brother, though. and she's her, uh, she related to her, but her father, and he didn't know about it. It's like, Mom, you're the worst. <laughs> it really is a soap opera, though. That's like, like every superhero thing the CW has done. It's a yeah. soap opera. Like, like hot take, even Smallville, saying... Anything on the the CW is a soap opera with punches (laughs) instead of uh, kisses. But there's kisses and punches. I was going to say, I wouldn't say it's entirely true. Sometimes there's kissing while punching. (laughs) There's there's an equal amount of kissing and punching. (laughs) What a rigging (laughs) endorsement. Yes, the CW. There's an equal amount of kissing and punching. (laughs) But, um... They got to call up the... The K and B, instead of there the CW, the kissing the and KB, punching network. The, the, the K and P. I the KP ratio the P properly. Yeah. The KP ratio. <laughs> the ratio of the k- ratio of kisses to punches has to be equal or somewhat. Uh, it has to be one to one. Has to be one to one or a somewhat equal amount of uh, kisses to punches. If a if it's if a network actually like provided like some empirical data about their show like that like we have this many kisses to this many punches over the court i'd be way more inclined to watch that just to test if their math is right yeah to watch it yeah well that's That's actually what what we're doing uh... next week we're watching all of the cw and we're counting how many times they kiss versus how many times they punch i think think... that would be too much (laughs) i think i'd lose my will to live Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they actually do uh, not kisses and punches, but mostly just punches. They 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 uh they do a uh, punch to punch ratio on the Fast and Furious movies. Oh everyone my gosh. has to have. It's like in the contract of people of everyone on the on the movie that they have to have an equal to equal punch to punch ratio. So if a uh, if a character if a character like uh, say for instance. Dom Toretto, it, it started off in Fast Five. Uh, Vin Diesel and uh, The Rock, their characters, um, were fighting, and like, but Vin Diesel didn't want to be look see like seem like a punk in his own franchise. So <laughs> it had to be like family. He had to be his his contract started off as like he had to be standing at the end of the fight. He had to have like an equal amount. Like if he gets thrown <laughs> through a wall, then he has to hit The Rock through a wall. Oh my and then gosh. If the Rock, 
if the rock hits him with like say like a brick he gets to hit him with like a wrench and then it has to be <laughs> and they have to be standing they have to, have to both be standing at the end of the film oh my in gosh. order for them to be equal and then it's gotten so bad that people Talk have to have ego. like the same <laughs> amount of punches they have they have uh people on set to like uh the first person who started this was uh Vin Diesel's sister who was on set, I believe, who kept count of, like, all this stuff. And oh then they gosh. actually have people, they have, like, assistants and people to, like, count the punches and make sure, like, nobody looks like a punk or nobody looks terrible. Like, there's a scene, it's very obvious in the scene in, I think, Fast 6, whatever it's called, where they, um, they're they fighting and they're, like, they're, get, they're pretty evenly matched, but then the, the tie ends in a draw because of the parking garage they're fighting on top of breaks in two and separates them so they there's no definitive winner there's no definitive loser oh my gosh so what a cop out <laughs> i mean what a terrible addition to those already terrible films i mean <laughs> yeah those movies to me are like the transformers movies mildly how interesting to me be, because of how <laughs> bad they seem that i would i if i ever watched them i'd probably enjoy say, them you ever actually from a comedic side of things I, I've seen, uh, I think, the first two Fast and Furious movies, and I've seen the first, seen three out of, no, three or four of the Transformers So movies. you've seen the Fast and Furious movies that actually might revolve around racing. So you've seen, exactly. the, normal, you've seen the normal I, one, I saw the ones then... where they're not going to space or riding bikes. Yeah. Dude, when that last trailer <laughs> released and they had a rocket booster attached to that car and they're flying I off, know. I was laughing so hard in the theater. That like, almost oh got me gosh. to watch it. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, that's actually where they went with this? Amazing. So Dawson, you've seen the normal one and you've seen the gay one. <laughs> a what one? The gay one because it's all it's all just bromance and and guys being dudes <laughs> and, and too too fast too furious too fast oh, what yeah. a name too fast too furious oh my I will God. give I will give uh I'll give the Fast and Furious writers the their 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 due diligence because their names are pretty good because you got Fast and Furious you got too fast too furious <laughs> you've got uh. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, Ooh. which just takes place in Tokyo and has nothing to do with the, orig- the original two movies. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the fact that they are driving cars and there is some crime involved. I've heard that uh, a lot of people like that one, though. Yeah, then there's Fast uh, there's Fast and Furious, which is the fourth one, which they're like, we got to get back back to basics. So they have the fa- And then they have Fast Five. Heck yeah. And I, f- uh, I forget what f- what's Fast Six called. It's just called Fast and Furious Six. Fast and Furious Six, yep. and then I, oh, think, I love that one. Love that. I name. think Fast and Furious Seven is just also Fast and Furious. It's not 7. fast. It's just Furious Seven. Furious <laughs> Seven. I mean, the Transformers movies do a pretty solid job with their names too. You got yeah. Transformers. Yeah. And then they got, got Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, or Transformers, Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Of the moon. And, uh, Transformers, Transformers Age of Extinction, Existing. Transformers The Last Night, and then Transformers Bumblebee, Bumblebee. <laughs> uh, and Transformers Rise of the Beasts okay. is coming out in you know 2023. What? So the other, yes, we are getting more of them. <laughs> Amazing. The other Fast and Furious movie. So we have The Fate of the Furious because F8 makes fate. So Fate of the yeah, Furious. There you go. Then so that one is that one's cool. And then there's <laughs> F9, just F9. And then there's Fast 10, but the 10 is an X because Roman numerals. Fast X. <laughs> and you've got Hobbs and Shaw. I have Shaw. thrown my arms oh, up yeah, in, a right. cro- in a cross position. 
That's X. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, watched Hobbs and Shaw, and that is I feel, I feel like <laughs> Fast and Oops. Furious, so if there was a Back to the Future movie was made like early 2000s, then Hardy would have, uh, you know, he would have gone to the future in, like, let's say 2023, and he'd be like, oh my gosh, Fast and Furious 21 instead of, like, Jaws. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's that's what this is. Yeah, like, you're right. They just got the wrong franchise back in the day. Like, cause... they're just gonna keep going with it too until like I don't know, Vin Diesel dies or something. Yeah, <laughs> until it, then, oh, yeah, it's, they're it, probably gonna keep coming. That's the thing. Movies like Fast dies. and Furious, <laughs> movies like Fast and Furious and Transformers. They rack in a lot of money somehow. Oh, yeah. Therefore, they they will not stop being made. Aren't they big on the international scenes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In China, like, Transformers gets, like, most of their money from China. And, like, the Chinese love a good uh, CGI smash fest. (laughs) Because they will, they get after it over there. Yeah. In a CGI movie. Like, that's, like, if you're wondering, like, oh, my gosh, these Transformers movies are terrible. Where do they keep getting the funding? It's from China. China is a big market. It's from overseas where the dialogue doesn't matter as much, basically. I just would say, I I have seen a movie in... I saw Black Panther in Thailand, and uh, it was cool. And I was like, whoa, they're showing it here? Cool. It was like at the top of like a five-layer mall. And uh, I I was just... I think it was just all... It was in sub... It had English subtitles underneath, so I could still follow along. And it was also my fourth time seeing it in theaters. I, I don't know how I ended up seeing Black Panther four times. I think it was just social circumstance. But, like, yeah, I saw it in another country. And uh, I, I think Th- Thailand's in Asia. So uh, it's it's that same market. But, yeah, it's it's big over there. Like, act, that's why Marvel movies, I think, do so well over there, too, is they're just action-focused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I saw. I ended up seeing for some reason the second Star Trek reboot movie, like four times in theaters. And granted, I really uh, enjoy that. that movie. Is that Into Darkness? Because yeah. Voyage, the third one. Yeah. Uh, Voy- No, no, Voyager. Voyage is, is the first. Voyage is like Star Trek Voyage. I think is the first one. One of them. No, it's just called Star Trek the original. I think it's called um, what's Star Trek three three called? I have no See. idea. <laughs> Star Trek. I haven't even touched. What's any beyond? Of those. Beyond. Beyond. Star Trek Beyond. There you go. Beyond. 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 Star Trek even further beyond. To go even further. Beyond. Next one is going to be Star Trek Infinity. There you go. Star Trek beyond. Infinity and Beyond. And yeah. Beyond. <laughs> so, to to pad even more time <laughs> before we get to my. <laughs> No, as we're working on thirty plus minutes of this. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, I this is one thing I did have planned out before. So I always find myself there are certain niche things in media and mo- movies and media and TV shows and all different kinds of stuff that I find uh, interesting. So one of the things I find the most interesting that I, I absolutely adore, and I don't know why, really, but. I love sci-fi politics. Like, I love... Like, like I, the Phantom I like, Menace? Yes. I love it. I okay. love I love the politics and the prequels. 
I, right. Everyone hates it for that specific reason, but I love it say, so much. Interesting. You probably love sci-fi politics because you grew up with the prequels, is my guess. <laughs> I guess, maybe, but I think it's just like, I love sci-fi so much, and I love world building, so learning about how like that is true. You know, like things function. So there's a book series that I have uh, I've currently listened to called The Expanse, and uh, one of the books, it, it's, it's a science fiction series about... Uh, the happenings in uh like that takes place in the solar system but like uh so there's just like this one character who is very high up in the earth government and so there's just a lot of uh scenes in the book about her just like talking about uh governmental stuff and how she she like works and manipulates stuff throughout the government and i just felt myself like just hooked on every word that was happening just being like yes yes Yes. Give me more. Give me more. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And I was just like, this is so good. This is, I love it. I love. Uh... Tell me more about that GDP. Exactly. <laughs> tell, me how, tell me how the world works. Tell me how it functions. Like, I just love it so much. What is their so... tax percent? I want to know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like the scenes in, uh... first of all, I know a lot of the lore about Star yeah. Wars. So given that, um, I know that. There's a lot so of I know politics the... and stuff like Lord of the Rings too. Yeah, so I know, yeah. uh, like uh, the Game of Thrones series is like it's not so much big on the like. Sure, there's dragons and some sorts of magic and stuff happening, but it's mostly about uh, the politics of a fantasy world and how they operate and like how there's like people scheme and backstab and plan and uh, how it operates. And so that stuff just like uh, gets to me. Hmm. Not as much as sci-fi, but it still gets me. But, like, yeah. So, a lot of stuff in Star Wars is just, like, I know the lore behind this, so I know why it's so important that these people are arguing and these people are not happy in the Senate and why it's so important to show those scenes because it's like, oh, this is the culmination of all the years of the Sith planning and manipulating. But that's a different thing. So Yeah. If you didn't have any of that, you'd have no idea why Palpatine becomes the Senate. (laughs) Like, it wouldn't make sense if you didn't have that context. Exactly. A a lot of fiction is also written about politics, too. Like, look Mm -hmm. at Animal Farm, you know? Ugh. They make you read that in school because... Yeah, because it's it's an allegory. But, like, that's a lot... They'll put a lot of stuff like that. Like, even just symbolism. And, like, in Star Wars, like, George Lucas said it himself, like, back in the day. Yes, it's very political. It's symbolic. Like, he based some things on, like, how the Nazis were and some about how, like, the communists were and, like, how, like, why uh, they fell when they did and why they rose up when they did. And it's 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 very intriguing. Yeah, Yeah, it's taking the idea and putting it in an intergalactic sense, I guess. Or, like, (laughs) or, you know, in other... On text like Lord of the Rings, you just take it and you put it in. Like, how would this work in Middle Earth, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I listened to the uh, to 1984. Uh, oh yeah. A few, a few months ago, and that book was just fascinating because it's just like this idea of explaining this political uh, and governmental structure and how it works within this totally screwed up, messed up world. It's just like was fascinating to me. So I figured I open up to you guys and ask you guys. What are some of your guys' favorite uh, niche things in movies? It could be something that's not like, something that is like, something just like whatever you guys just like. It You see it happening in like a movie or a piece of media, and you're like, that just gets my goat right there. Ooh, okay. I like this question. 
Uh, I'm gonna need a second. Dawson, do you have any off the top of your head? Um, love rom coms. Uh, <laughs> like right, I don't know, I'm, I'm just a sucker for them. Um, I just find them funny, and that's because a lot of the tropes and stuff with that that come with the niche. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Matt actually left because he's actually quiet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Judge me if you will. I don't care. I I'm started not to like you. them. I just, I just vehemently disagree. That's all. <laughs> I started to like them just because I found them like I don't know. I found them entertaining in just different ways than I like. I didn't like them when I was younger, but when I got older, I liked a lot of the tropes because I just found them ironic and funny. Like mm-hmm. I, I like that. Like it, it's my I guess comfort a tv or movie uh I, it's my go-to i'll go to a rom-com if i just don't necessarily want to have to focus super hard on the plot if i just yeah. want a good laugh if i just want to relax and be entertained because they always have a good ending right <laughs> like yeah. they always end yeah. up together in the end uh which is like a part of one of the tropes of the the niche that is rom-coms and like always have their fight in the middle of the movie so you can count on that uh, and they gotta, <laughs> they gotta have this bold romantic gesture to like win them back or like, but there's all, there's always one. So it's all it, basically how rom coms work is they just take a, you know, two people and have one, you know, have this specific thing that they have that's unique to them. Like uh, I guess I'll, I'll go with one that I am. One that I've watched recently is called Purple Hearts. Um, the the unique thing in that is that he's this guy's going into the military, and <laughs> well, uh, I couldn't <laughs> see that coming from the title. Yeah, uh, so he's going into the military, but he uh, like he oh, I'm trying to and the person that you know he's saying that he's in love with is not actually they're not neither of them are into each other uh i'm doing a horrible job at as to explaining this i don't know what you're talking about i'm enthralled i watched it a few months ago so i'm actually trying to remember the plot as i'm talking about it but uh (laughs) her motive to get into this fake relationship so i love the fake relationship trope in rom-coms too um because it always ends up being a real relationship by the end or they have a surprise twist at the end and it's never really too bad Mm -hmm. um but she she wants to get with him for like the insurance because she's got diabetes like um <laughs> and uh he needs to uh get with her you know for for his own reasons which is like he gets more money from the military if he's married uh is what it was and they you know get married on under false pretenses which is illegal um and you know like so they've got the whole stress which then puts them in a situation where they have to trust each other and then they you know they fall in love yada 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 but it you know it it follows this simple pattern but you do it in a different way where you add like a couple unique circumstances in each different rom-com like there's one coming out this month that i'm looking forward to where it's george clooney and um what's her face uh, <laughs> well-known actress it, what's her face no it, it, it's it's a well-known actress yeah um, i assume so i i can't it's 
Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. I knew her last name was Roberts, but I was thinking I kept thinking Emma Roberts because of they're related. Um, but it's really? Julia Roberts and George Clooney, and uh, they're going to Hawaii for their kid's wedding, and oh, they've been wait. divorced. Oh, I did yeah. see. I did see a preview <laughs> for this one. That one actually does look like it could be kind of interesting. They've been divorced this whole time, but they're kind of brought back together because of the wedding. And they're like, "Well, I don't mm -hmm. want that. I don't want them to marry each other, so we got to break them up." Like that's yeah. the whole goal of the parents' this whole movie. Which Gosh. obviously they're not going to break up. They're going to get married in the end, and the parents are probably either going to fall in love at the end, or they're going to be like, "All right, well, let's go our separate ways, but we have a mutual respect for each other now." But like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I love the being forced to work together trope that a lot of rom coms have, and I love. You know, just a lot of the stuff that comes with it. If if you want to know all of the tropes that come with a rom-com, watch the movie Isn't It Romantic uh, with Rebel Wilson. No. Because <laughs> it's just her being inserted into a rom-com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and it is quite I I hilarious. One, actually, yeah. And I very much enjoyed that. Um, I don't know. I'm just a sucker for it. It's an easy watch. Uh, there have been a few that have been so bad that I just never picked them back up and never bothered to. Like, I hate the movie The Wedding Planner. We'll never finish it. I, I got to like 30 minutes into the movie and I'm like, nope, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. <laughs> like, uh, but that's just because I don't really like J-Lo. I don't think she's a good actress. But... Hot takes, hot takes. J-Lo is not a good actress. <laughs> but Matthew McConaughey is the reason I went to watch the movie and I think uh, he's that's fantastic. A good, that's, a good so... reason, that's a good reason to watch a movie. <laughs> Exactly. All right, like, all right, all right, all right. Mm -hmm. And he used to be like the king of rom coms back in the day, so Yeah. Yeah. Like he could get whatever rom com he wanted, but mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, like just love that kind of stuff. Um I know it's not necessarily the most popular opinion, but mm -hmm. I just I find it enjoyable and if you don't agree with me, you don't have to, but you can <laughs> fight me if you want. I will hold to my opinion. <laughs> so flame flame uh dawson online if you want to <laughs> okay D matthew what about you yeah i've got since you you hate dawson <laughs> <laughs> i don't hate that dawson likes rom-coms i just hate rom-coms <laughs> and a lot of people do that's why I i've seen I, that's why I've... i find it entertaining when i tell people that i enjoy rom-coms because they're like what really huh i'll admit why? i've seen <laughs> i've seen some i found enter i found entertaining there was one you were talking about fake relationship tropes. There was one where this, gosh, I'm trying to remember the how this one all went. There was a lady who went to Africa and married like a prince out there, and then came back, and I can't remember what it was, but she met a guy who was a pool hustler, and somehow in the mix of all of it, he ended up having to pretend to be an African prince. What? Oh yeah, and I remember then, you telling me about this. Yeah. And then at some point. So then the whole getaway was that by the end of it, as they're faking this relationship along, the whole trope they're going to go with is that they're going to say that he died after she he met like his, her family and everything. So he's like back with them and with the family for a couple weeks or something. And um, eventually he quote unquote dies. And then at like the small like funeral procession or whatever that they're having at their house for some reason, the actual African prince shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole family like loses their mind because they think he's dead but he's like standing in front of them at the same time <laughs> it was it was pretty entertaining actually and uh, that one had that one had me kind of hooked but the one thing i hate about rom-coms is that like 
the thing where they fight because the fight always stems from a misunderstanding where the side, oh, the one side, yeah, never I, explains themselves or provides any I've explanation. To, was the biggest uh, thing to get past when I started getting into them because mm-hmm. I hate that they always have the stupid fight over the dumbest reason in the middle of the movie, and it's, it's always without, a mis- like it's always a misunderstanding. A it's always yeah, it's always a very big misunderstanding that's blown out of proportion and i'm like okay you wouldn't break up over that and but the person who's quote unquote out there that would right and the person yeah. who's quote unquote in the wrong never actually ex- never explains what actually happened until a half hour yeah. later in the movie and they're just like um man i'm just gonna let you keep beating up on me and exactly. then i'll, I'll explain awful. this later i'll handle this later that's that but, that is part of why i have a hard time with rom-coms is that that trope that one annoys me because <laughs> they gotta have conflict i guess yeah. but i i will say the last I- I've watched a few lately where like they haven't had like the typical fight in the middle, uh, which has been nice. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I like when they kind of twist up the genre a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, as for me, nice. there's a couple that I there's a couple things that I like, and I know there's more that I'm not remembering, but one that I one that I've held tried and true with my entire life has been the like blink and you miss it kind of humor, where like yeah. it's like. Like it's quick. Like it, there's like when there's a line that is delivered in a way where if you're not paying attention for a second, you'll miss it. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Those are like some of my favorite lines in general. Some of my favorite. Claire like, and I quips, just watched a movie that that happened to her. Oh yeah, uh, she blinked and she missed it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was. I think we were. I think we were watching the movie The Other Guys, and it took her like. I kid you not, a solid five to ten seconds to go. Oh, <laughs> that's Great part, movie. like I was Great wa- movie. like when I was I saw I happened upon this is a few years ago now, but I happened upon like a short little compilation of like lines from the movie Airplane, and I feel like I would love that movie just because oh, the entire so movie good. is just nonstop like stupid but quickly delivered lines oh, yeah. and stuff like that. That's where the whole like, the entire, "Don't call me like, Shirley" line come, comes yeah. from, and everything. And I, I need to watch that one at some point because I think There's I a, would really like it. I think it. that's in I forget what what uh, what brand of films they are, but it's part of like that Naked Gun type idea of films with a uh, actor Leslie Nielsen. I think that's his name. He, uh, I think he plays the doctor in that movie. But it's just like the entire compilation, like uh, entire like series of those movies, where it's just like a whole bunch of jokes like that. Yeah, that are just endlessly entertaining. Mm-hmm. I love Dumber. stuff like that. What? That's so good. Dumb Dumber. Oh yeah, Dumb and Dumber is another one. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There was a. I'm trying to remember what it was, but there was a. I know there's stuff in like some of the some of the Marvel movies where you you get moments like that, and those are like some of my favorite moments where it's just like. Or another. Oh, here's a good example. Is um, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, there's a lot of Andy oh, Samberg so just good. throwing in comments here and there. Oh yeah, a lot of that. Any, any Andy Samberg movie, really in general, has yeah. that kind of anything. Humor, he's, he's so good at it. And the best part is when you're watching it, you know he's ad libbing those things. You know those oh, aren't watch, part of the script, and he's just throwing them in. Watch Hot Rod. <laughs> oh oh Hot yeah, Rod you showed so you showed good. me a couple of clips from that movie. I think. <laughs> Uh, the scene in the when he's dancing in the forest, and then he just like misses the, misses the thing he's leaping for, and, just and then he just keeps falling on the hill for like five minutes. Oh my gosh! Oh, the, uh... another one where like he's trying to do a stunt. He's like, my safe word will be whiskey. 
whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so just do a bunch of a riff on like him saying whiskey weird. It's like, oh my gosh. where do you get off? And then he just, he does the he, it's like down this super steep hill, and he's just like it's like all right, three, two, one, go. And then all of a sudden, as soon as he starts, he goes whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie's perfect. It's yeah, so, so I love like quick hitting humor and stuff like there's a lot of that i've found in and this is something that lauren's talked about a lot it's like fan dubs and stuff like that you typically have like animes or there's some that do like fan dubs of other stuff like video game scenes or stuff like that that i've seen a lot of and there's a lot of that in those a lot of those things where it's like maybe an obscure reference or like because they're i've seen some where they actually like ad lib the dub as they're going so like the cutscenes are just playing and then the people have different characters assigned to oh them, yeah and they just have I've to talk as their characters are talking on screen oh my yeah. gosh those are some of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life they're so perfect because it's just spur of the moment and it's like you see your character talking so you know you have to say something and you have to play off of what the last person said it's so good it's like mystery science theater-esque yeah yeah, yeah stuff know. like that yeah yeah and then yeah, another so, so great. Another one of my favorite tropes, and this is something that's come up a lot in, I still haven't finished it yet, but it has come up a lot in Avatar, is the scenes where, or, or in some of those, it's, in some of those episodes, it's the whole episode, where there's like one character who seems to be like the only one who thinks what's going on is very odd or out of the ordinary. Oh, yeah. So they're like the voice of reason type. There's a lot of episodes where Sokka in particular is like the sarcastic, yeah. <laughs> the super sarcastic voice of reason in the episode. Or very much Sokka. <laughs> I yeah, no, there have been many a moments where oh, Lauren yeah. and I, Lauren and I will be watching it, and someone, one of the characters, will say something, and I'll respond to it out loud because I just talk when I'm watching things, and Sokka will follow it up with almost the exact same thing I said. It has happened. You could ask Lauren this too. This has happened like probably five to ten times over the course of us watching this show. Oh. There's such an amazing joke. I think it's in the second season where uh, they're talking about the uh, getting into a party with the Earth King. And he's just like, the Earth King's throwing a party for his bear. He's like, oh, it's like bear? What kind of bear? It's like, oh, it just says bear because there's a lot of animal uh, uh, combinations in that in that show. Uh-huh. It's just like, sure, you mean platypus bear? Like, no. <laughs> it's like, or it's like, maybe you mean like moose bear or whatever. He's like, no, it just says bear. And they're like, man, <laughs> this place is weird. <laughs> I like the one episode that comes to mind. Well, there's a couple of them. There's the, um, oh gosh, the secret tunnel episode where they oh, got yeah. the band of people secret that are singing. Yeah, the band of people singing the whole time and Sokka hates every so second good. of it. And then there's the one where the whole, um, the whole town thinks the one lady's like a fortune teller because she looks at the clouds. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's a couple scenes where Saga just starts screaming at the people because they're just yeah. complete idiots. Like, it's so good. Can your science explain how it rains? Yes, yes it, it can. can! <laughs> it's so it's so good. I think so it's like Aunt, Aunt something. I think her name was like Aunt something. Yeah, Aunt. Um, said, oh um, gosh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it was like uh, she she predicted that the village wouldn't be destroyed. And thanks to you guys intervening, it wasn't. So she was right. And he's like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, stuff uh, stuff like that is another one of my like just favorite things in general. Just like the one guy who seems to be the only normal person in any of the scenes. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's great. So, I think it's finally time for us to move on to my super secret, super amazing, super cool, uh, super duper, super fun thing. It's a lot of adjectives. So, yes. <laughs> Forgot so, about it in the time you were describing it. <laughs> yes. What are we talking about again? Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> so, uh, hold on one second. I've been holding on for a lot of seconds. <laughs> Many a seconds. Something, something. I'm going down. I'm going down, guys. <laughs> going down. <laughs> His brain broke. Are getting again. Okay. Uh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Wait. Never mind. We'll be back. No, we're not. <laughs> so, Dawson, any fun, any fun weekend plans? You guys are the worst. <laughs> my, my weekend plans are with you. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Thank oh, you for the reminder. Know. And they could be with Andrew, too, actually. Yes, potentially. So. Indeed. We might be actually be seeing each other this weekend. How fun. Crazy. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> he sounds very enthused. Moment of truth. The moment we've all been waiting for. Okay. Now we figured. All right, I got it together. Okay, <laughs> so uh, speaking of niche uh, odd things, today we are going to be having a brand mascot battle royale. Oh boy! <laughs> so, what is a brand mascot battle royale? So, I have put together eight different brand mascots, and we are going to be pinning them up against each other in a, uh, a bracket of sorts. Well, not of sorts, and then exactly a bracket that I have created okay. with them in uh, together. So they will be fighting each other. <laughs> so we are going to talk about these different uh, matchups. We're going we're gonna, to uh, talk about their, their weaknesses, their uh, strengths, and we're going to talk about who's going to be the winner. And then that will be the winner of the round. They will move on to the next one and the next and then the, we'll talk about the second round and then we'll talk about the finale about who was going to win the overall uh, thing. Okay. So, my first pairing, the first battle that we are going to be talking about is Burger King versus Ronald McDonald. Ooh. So, we're going to talk about who would win in a fight. So, this fight is going to take place is going to be a uh, a no holds bar uh, I don't know exactly what that means, so I might have just been speaking, <laughs> speaking randomly. But this fight is going to be taking in a regula- regulation size UFC octagon with the cages full in the cage and everything. So one uh, one character is going to be on one side, and the other character is going to be on the other side. So we're going to talk about Ronald McDonald for, and for the Burger sake King. of comedic purposing. Could we have it take place in a play structure at, Mc- <laughs> at one of these in places? one of the play places? <laughs> <laughs> for this specific for this specific battle, we will do that. This is taking place in a play structure uh, event, so it's going to be a, it's going to be big enough for them to move around since they are both grown adult men. Accurate. So we talk about. So who do you guys? What do you guys think? So is this a fisticuffs? It's a fisticuffs. Okay. Hmm. The king definitely, versus the clown. Definitely Ronald McDonald. You think Ronald McDonald's coming out on top on this one? Hmm. Yeah. Because Burger King, he's a king. He's lazy. He doesn't have to do anything. He gets people mm-hmm. to fight for him. Yes. Doesn't have so, to lift a finger. 
He's getting so fat on Burger his hot King, dogs Burger and Burger King, on the other hand, has been documented to have boxing gloves and has yes. fought things in the oh. past in commercials and such. So he's got yes. some experience so, under his belt. I forgot to mention, we're also going to be in, including all of their powers and abilities that we have seen within commercials. So in okay. this very specific instance, there was a commercial from the 80s that I saw where it was the Burger King Versus, I think, the Burger Duke, or just a Duke, who was supposed to be a villain <laughs> a villain bad guy, fighting him in a tennis match. And so, Ooh. in the end, the Burger King won in this tennis match by just being better at tennis. So, hmm. I think that's very, I think it's safe to say that that is not part of the, uh, that's, that argument has been disproven. As this Burger King is a quite active man, having being an expert at tennis. And also, hmm. as Matthew stated, bot contain owning boxing gloves so just found a picture of ronald mcdonald with a glock <laughs> okay <laughs> we, uh... i didn't search ronald mcdonald with a gun i just said ronald mcdonald ronald <laughs> more like ronald mclockled <laughs> so i'm going to say i also think ronald mcdonald wins this fight you know why why Ronald mcdonald is a dirty no good lowdown scumbag also true. Didn't he control like the rain in some commercials too yes pretty sure he I, also I has so. i think he has super speed and it, he also has a book that can warp people to another dimension i think that happened once yeah that might so, have been but that, i think that might have been a video basically game. just the clown from it there you go <laughs> uh, but i believe the burger king loses one because the burger king as a king is struck is uh abides by a certain rule of morality that is true. in that specific commercial the uh the burger king was losing that tennis match because the duke was cheating mm. and so the uh the burger king eventually won because he stopped the duke from cheating and uh, foiled his, his plans <laughs> so the burger king operates on a strict code of morality and honor that ronald mcdonald will not will never apply by. he knows you know no why such i say that because if you look at the calorie counts versus their burgers and salads, the salads come out with a higher calorie count. So that guy <laughs> is going into that ring, going into that play structure. Ronald McDonald is pulling a knife. He's going to pull a knife, <laughs> and he is going to stab the Burger King. Or whip out that Glock that Dawson found. <laughs> yes, or maybe the Glock. <laughs> but I believe... Ronald McDonald is going to do something dirty in this fight that is going to p make him come out on top. And the but he's Burger a clown. King... Clowns don't fight clean. Exactly. <laughs> exactly Clowns are dirty. Yes. They all they their whole idea is tricking and playing pranks. That's the whole. Exactly. How do you think existence. he has stayed out of jail versus the Hamburglar? Exactly. Like... <laughs> he has a guy on his payroll whose entire specific <laughs> job is to rob people. Robo uh, McDonald. Robo exactly. McDonald. <laughs> exactly. So that is my vote. Ronald McDonald is winning this oh, absolutely. first match. All right. You've I'm not got you've convinced down from my initial vote either. <laughs> you've you've convinced me. I'm in on Ronald. So, Ronald McDonald is the official winner of round one. So the next matchup we have, who will the winner of this match will go on to fight Ronald McDonald in the next round. Poor is, soul. We have Tricks the Rabbit. Versus Sunny okay. the Cocoa Bird, who is the mascot for the Cocoa Puffs. Oh, oh shoot! So I don't know. They're they're kind of a similar power very profile. Similar, there, yeah. we have similar power profile. But I will say, I think 
that Trix the Rabbit has a leg up on Sonny. You know why? Why? His entire existence is getting those tricks. And what do you what is, what are, what's the catchphrase of tricks? Tricks are so for the rabbit, kids. Tricks are for kids. His entire life is getting after those tricks, getting after that cereal, getting after that. Cocoa Buff, the Sonny the Cocoa Bird, he just eats the Cocoa Buffs and goes cuckoo for Cocoa Buffs, and the entire yeah. world turns into chocolate. So I will say that as a power, as a bonus in Sonny's corner. It's like Thanos getting the stones. Exactly. <laughs> you give that bird, that bird has like some Cocoa Puffs stuffed in his feathers somehow that he's going to like eat like a special power up that as soon as he goes insane, like the sugar is going to uh, mess up his brain, go insane, that he can turn the entire rest of the world into chocolate. So that has a point in Sonny's, um, in Sonny's. <laughs> Yeah, the ability to literally alter reality. Yeah, I'd say that's a exactly. pretty fair point. In I was going to say, and that's that's pretty <laughs> dangerous to all the lactose intolerant or dairy allergy people like Matt. Exactly. Ah! <laughs> this man, this man is a villain. This man is a villain. Although I can but... eat cocoa puffs because those don't actually have milk; they're just cocoa. There you go. Oh no! Uh, it's all a lie. <laughs> these are performance-enhancing drugs. I'm telling you, this dude is dirty. But we also have Trick the Rabbit being agile and having a tenacious uh, nature. Let's see. When was Trick the Rabbit introduced? I think I'm going to have um, to go with Sonny because Trick's whole Trix. character shtick is that he never does quite get what he wants. So I don't think he, this fight like will be any swipe, different. He's like Swiper from Dora. He he sucks at his job. Like <laughs> yeah. he, he, Kids but, are outsmarting this fool. Yeah. Trick the Rabbit I, was, invented in 19, was introduced in 1954. That's a long time so, ago. So he's been getting after these tricks for what? Uh, over, what, 60 years, 60-something years? Has he uh, ever gotten yeah. them? Uh, he gets them, but at the end, of the, the end of the commercial, it's always silly rabbit tricks of the kids. They get his, ki- they get his tricks at the end of I the I think ultimately get it back. Yeah. he loses points in my book because Bugs Bunny would have done it better. <laughs> I mean, you're comparing, him, you're comparing to better rabbits, so... That's a, exactly. good, that's a good yeah. fight. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the reality altering bird. Uh, I gotta go with Sunny here. All right, my vote is for tricks, but I will. I will bend to you, bend the knee to you guys. As Jury rules. Sunny is the we winner. Love democracy so, here. So Sunny <laughs> will be facing facing Ronald McDonald in the next round. Two so, dirty birds. Going on to our next matchup, we have this is actually a tag team matchup. Oh, we have. Snap, Boy. Crackle, and Pop from the Rice uh, Rice Krispies okay. uh, cereal, but we also have and that versus Applejack and Cinnamon from the Applejacks uh, cereal. Oh, give me Applejack and Cinnamon all day, no contest, <laughs> yeah. no freaking okay. contest. That that is exactly what I was thinking. Sir, Snap, Crackle, and Pop have the uh, have the bond of being brothers, so these guys can like. These guys can work it. They are powerful. They are tenacious. They are a scrappy bunch. Not to mention they're elves. So they are small and they are scamping. They are scamp. They scamper around. There you go. So they could get. They can get around this ring and they can like box these guys in. And plus they have one more guy. Yeah, that on is top true. There are three of them. But Applejack and Cinnamon are life size. They're, they're rivals. People size. They're, they're also, but they're no. They're also pretty small because they skate around kitchens and stuff. I oh. think it's a relative. It's a relative size. I would say I, I think I'm, seeing, size I'm looking changes. at a picture of him of cinnamon, right next to a, a cactus, and he's almost as tall as a cactus. So okay, I say that these these sizes are relative. Like obviously, yeah. snap, crackle, pop. So he the can they can grow and shrink. 
Yeah. Wow. So that's, okay, so there. Okay, so that's another yeah. point. But Applejack and Cinnamon are bitter rivals. Every single commercial, they are racing each other to see who gets to the uh, gets to the end, gets to the cereal first. And it's mostly Cinnamon gets there first, and Applejack is left in the dust. So that is their. They are bonded together through the blood of brother of brothers after fighting for so long they have made they have uh bonded together over blood spilt in the trenches of fighting for the cereal so they are connected in that way <laughs> so they will they will fight for each other but they will not they will fight so hard as to not be one upped by the next by those the two other person. those two will push each other to be better versions of themselves give me them exactly. all day all day exactly a cinnamon also kind of like part times as a DJ. So oh, there you go, uh, awesome. So they've got style too. They've got style. Exactly. <laughs> so they are they are tearing those 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 and wee little children down. Can ride skateboards too. Exactly. That's the most that's the so, most lopsided one so far. Give me Applejack and cinnamon yeah. all day. Just saw a Reddit meme that says with the tenth pick in the NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select cinnamon. <laughs> that's on brand. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So we have Cinnamon is the first contender in the second half of round two. So Applejack is Cinnamon. So uh, a a bit of a disadvantage for whoever comes out on top of this next. uh, We'll say out of the four cereals that we've gone over, I only like one of them too. (laughs) So that's interesting. Wait, which which one? Cocoa Puffs. That's the only one you like. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Applejacks, Applejacks is too like they get too soggy. Too oh, soggy. dude, I love Applejacks. Although I eat them dry, so I was to say you eat them dry. Uh, I but Rice Krispies, uh, like they're so much better in the chocolate version. Like they're like yeah. you don't eat regular Christ, ris, right, Rice Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. <laughs> you don't eat them regular, like in a bowl, uh, more so than you just eat a Rice Krispie treat, like. The adaptation of them that's like written on the side of the box is better than what's actually in the box. Yeah. So I'm surprised but, with the lack of a uh, tricks love in this call. I love tricks. Tricks is so bland. What? It's like so it's so nothing. I can do artificial chocolate to a sense, but the artificial fruit is what gets me. Oh, yeah, dude, I, I love tricks. Actually, I, a, I like three of those four that we've just that we've looked at the mascots of. <laughs> say you probably just don't like cocoa puffs, right? No, I love cocoa puffs. No, it's, it's probably rice krispies. Yeah, no rice one likes rice krispies. No one likes rice krispies. Is nothing. Cocoa pebbles are so much better. So bring on to our fur our fourth and final matchup of the final uh, of the uh, of the first round. We have Chester the Cheetah versus Mr. Planter of Mr. Planter's Peanuts. Ooh. So I think that's actually I think his name's actually Mr. Peanut. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, so but so there is so we have we have two I would say they're evenly matched because Mr. Planter he has he has something that he's bringing into this fight that nobody else has had so far. Mr. Planter <laughs> Mr. Plant <laughs> Mr. Planter has a weapon. Yes, what does he, he have a weapon? He has a cane. Mm-hmm. And why do I say that that cane is a weapon and not a hindrance? Because we often see Mr. Peanut walking around without the use of his cane. Mm-hmm. His cane is like the cane of uh, Willy Wonka. It is for show. And a <laughs> a a master of his craft, a the top of his guild. Like there are no other peanut mascots in the game. No. There are no other peanuts. So he is the master of his craft. 
You think he is walking around defenseless, not ready for someone ready for someone to just take him out willy nilly? Heck no. That cane that cane is a weapon and he is he is ready to use it and he is ready to use it with ferocity. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, we have Chess the Cheetah, who is a literal cheetah, so he has all the advantages of being a cheetah. But he has <laughs> an advantage more severely than that. What is his advantage, you might say? Chester the Cheetah is cool. <laughs> he is so he is so cool. And what's cooler than being cool? As my friend as our friend Andre 3000 tells us, <clears throat> ice cold, being ice cold. And Chester <laughs> the Cheetah is ice cold. Doesn't matter if he's eating them flaming hot Cheetos or them regular Cheetos or the puffy Cheetos. The Cheeto-shaped uh, ones, the puffy or uh, whatever Cheetos. That dude is cooler. He is cooler than cool. He is ice cold. So, mm-hmm. Mister. So this is a bit of a this is a bit of a, a stickler. What do you guys think? Hmm. I'm just thinking of it in terms of would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I think in this um, I think in this scenario I think you could probably you're better off surviving a cheetah than a than the, <laughs> the literal peanut. Here's the thing. Uh what's his name? Uh Mr. Peanut is what it yeah, is, Mr. right? Peanut. Yes. He could kill me, but he'd have to sacrifice himself, right? Yeah. Chester the cheetah instead of, you know, me eating him, he eats me. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like I, I'm leaning towards Chester just because if I saw a cheetah, I'd be running or I'd be hiding. If I saw a peanut, I'd just look the other way. <laughs> but don't forget, Mr. Peanut also has his cane. I do. How, how, I do see how big is the... he relatively? Um, he's like small, but Chester. I think him and Chester are both equal height because if you look at how Mr. Pla- uh, Mr. Peanut is portrayed, he's often portrayed as like. Probably two feet tall, maybe a little less. But just to the cheetah, he's also very small. I mean, if, if, if Mr. Peanut had a Glock instead of a cane, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you think Dawson, Chester... Dawson's whole argument today has been, has just been, but what if he had a Glock? <laughs> what if he had a Glock? <laughs> I don't I'm... know. I feel like Mr. Peanut, he's he's too much of a classy dude. Like, I was going to say, I'm going to go, go with. I'm gonna go with Chester just because I think that he's willing to go the extra step that Mister Mister extra mile Mister Peanut will, will not. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> He'll go Chester's an extra few steps. Chester's out. He's got strength. He's got Mr. strength Plant. and speed over him. Yeah, yeah. Mister Plant, Mister Peanut is too much on top already. He's the king of kings. He is the he is the al he's the alpha. He is on top. Mm-hmm. He's a billionaire. He is at the top of his industry. I don't think he's seeing this cheetah coming. I think Chester <laughs> Chester is scrappy. He has survived yes. out on the African plains. This dude is scrappy. Us, he is ready, ready to fight. If we're taking mm-hmm. in all of his fat, like all of his uh, guess, his commercial powers, yeah. he is technically also uh, Colonel Sanders. Oh shoot! He's got what? two brands because <laughs> they did the crossover with the. Uh, the Cheetos uh, sandwich. sandwich. The oh Cheetos sandwich. against humanity. <laughs> it's a horrible sandwich, but that sounds awful. Chester the Cheetah was dressed up as Colonel Sanders, oh my <laughs> and he's gosh. riding a skateboard, giving the sandwich to people, and so he's got all of the class, all of the billions, and the the status 
that Colonel Sanders does. But he never loses Dang. that scrappiness that he's known for. Exactly. Yeah. He he's, he's got, got all this while while being on the swag of a skateboard. Exactly. <laughs> he's got all he's got all the heart that Mr. Pe- Mr. Peanut lacks. So yeah. which is Chest- is Colonel Sanders a real colonel? Oh shoot! He's got military status. <laughs> <laughs> he's got military training. <laughs> I'm googling this. Is Colonel Sanders a real colonel? Was the real Colonel Sand- Sanders actually a colonel? Yes. <laughs> he was a colonel. <laughs> oh man, he was giving the name. So like honorary colonel. <laughs> He was given uh, an honorary he was, colonel. He was yeah. honorably discharged from the military, though. He was in the military. Okay, so he does have military. So okay. Chester does absorb that military training. Okay, <laughs> so Chester the Cheetah is the a game changer. Yeah, of, of the final, of the fourth and final round of round one. So we are back to the top of round two with Ronald McDonald versus Sonny the Cocoa Bird. So oh boy. We have Ronald McDonald, who is scrappy, who is willing, who does not flinch in the face of royalty, and who does not care, versus Sonny, the uh, serial-addicted bear, uh, bear, bird with the <laughs> uh, ability to change uh, the reality. So, gentlemen, where do you think, where do you think this fight's going? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. This one's tough. Both certifiably towards... insane. Leaning towards Sonny, because he's got the ins- he's got the insanity factor. Someone who's crazy, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they gonna snap you. I do you know? believe Ronald is insane to an extent, though. He's insane, but he's got he he's got self control because mm-hmm. he's still very much in control uh, of his brand. True. True. He's like the he's like the Dark Knight's Joker. He's got but he's at the same crazy, time, but he's got a plan. He's got super at the same insanity. time, I guess you could say Sonny is a guy who snaps and kills a bunch of people and gets caught. Ronald's the serial killer that has been ah. working behind all these fronts for all these years. He's the kingpin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But if he's but if this is just a open fight, not trying to hide nothing, just straight up, just yeah, straight up. I think I think Sonny's he's got the gumption. With more power. I was gonna say I think, I think so too. I'm still power. I'm still thinking back to his ability to alter reality. I'm still wanting to give him Into the edge chocolate, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's then. What about think... what about Ronald's magic book? Eh, he'll yeah, turn that to chocolate too. True. He's not bringing a magic book into a, a, a octagon. That's <laughs> like that's different. Like Mister Plant, Mister yeah. Peanut could walk in with his cane because it's obviously like, oh, he's got his cane. So they're like, <laughs> oh, he needs that to walk. He needs. Dude, that I to, can't. Uh, I can't wait for Conor McGregor to go walking in with a cane. Like I need it to walk, and then just <laughs> smacking someone in the face <laughs> with it. <laughs> oh just man, cracking it over. Uh, <laughs> then it makes you wonder what's in Ronald McDonald's shoes. Are his feet really that big? Hmm. What oh, if he's got he... a Glock in there? <laughs> I, was, I was leaning more towards night. Mess with the clown, you get shot down. Uh, but yeah, I think we. I think we're leaning more. I think towards I gotta go, Sunny. I think I'm leaning Sunny. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So that's it. Sunny is 
beats Ronald McDonald and makes his way into the finals. This so, next he's got one, those he's got those cartoon know. powers too. Like you get hit in the head and you're fine. True. Yeah. So we've got Chester the ice cold cheetah versus Applejack and Cinnamon. This one I don't know. This is a tough one. They're both skateboarders. How do I pick? No. <laughs> but but Applejack and Cinnamon are edible. They are edible. Mm. But there are two of them. There are. There are. They can tag team it. Yeah. Hmm. In terms of speed. Well, how do we see it? I don't think they're outrunning them. I imagine Chester would try to attack with some speed first, try and catch them off balance, perhaps. And I think if Applejack and Cinnamon are able to counter that, I think Chester could be in some trouble. But would they be able to counter it? Applejack has to use Cinnamon as a sword. Yeah. Fight back, you know. Interesting. <laughs> they got to use all the so, tools in their arsenal. They could also just so, duke it out by seeing who can do the cooler skateboard trick. Uh, <laughs> so we have we have a bit we have a bit of a, swaggier. Yes. We might have a bit of an issue with Applejack and Cinnamon. Applejack and Cinnamon were able to put away their differences and able to put away their uh, rivalry and push uh, each other enough does to that, fight does to that battle against Sunny. About against against um, Snap Crackle and Pop because they were outnumbered and they had to put away their differences. But when they're fighting a singular opponent, does their one of ego them probably get wants in the, the way? Glory. Does the team yeah. exactly. does the teamwork start to crumble? That's an it's interesting. It's like Anakin point. and Obi Wan. Yeah, Anakin does rushed Applejack in first. Sat, so say say Chester's coming out with his claws, his talent. Does Applejack sidestep and let Cinnamon take the blow because he's just so <laughs> fed up with his with the fight about losing? Because Applejack loses to Cinnamon every time because people like the taste of cinnamon more than apples. Agreed. So, so I, yeah, think, I think I think Applejack think is Apple... sacrificing his teammate. Mm. Out for vengeance. He knows he he's... can be he can be born again with the seeds of his apple. Like yeah. he's oh gonna be gosh. planted, and there's gonna be another apple tree, and he'll have a bunch of mini Applejacks, and he will be able to take his revenge later. I mean, you look at cinema. <laughs> he, I think if you look at Applejack. I think Applejack. I think Applejack is a crab apple. I think he's a crab apple. Mm. And nobody eats crab apples. No, that's true. And crab apples are nasty. Yes. So I think he's scheming. You look at his face. They he's play dirty. Scheming. Yeah. And he's scheming. <laughs> So he sat. He sacrificed on his 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 teammate for the blow to to watch him take his take a take take the blow of Chester's talons and sidestepping him and letting him letting him fail. But I don't, I don't think talons is the right. Definitely claws, <laughs> right man. Word. Claws, talons. talons are claws. birds. <laughs> Ta- so cl- He's got bad. bird power now. He's got bird. We can't forget. So, we also can't ignore. Chester's uh, military experience. I'm sure yes. there's. I'm sure there's a strategy say, that... <laughs> for taking on two people. There's got. I, I try to defend. Yeah. I try to defend both sides, but Chester, like, in my head, he's he's the clear winner here. Yeah. Like, I think there's a. I thought you were gonna say. I think there's a strategy to take out an apple and a cinnamon stick. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a military strategy out there that can cover that. I would hope so. <laughs> we're going with uh, Chester. I think so. Yeah. Which I'm surprised. So, I thought Applejack and Cinnamon were going to survive that one, but I know. But if you're looking at the details and you're yeah. looking at the nitty gritty, mm-hmm. Applejack is not willing to put away his rivalry with Cinnamon no, before for for the sake of the fight. Mm-hmm. They're going down. Yeah. 
So, heading into the finals, we have Sonny the Cocoa Bird and Chester the Cheetah. Oh, boy. Oh, my so, gosh. Wow. I just, I, I just found another Chester. <laughs> I found another Chester the Cheetah crossover. Oh, no. What do you cross over with this time? Ants versus zombies. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> He's got that post-apocalyptic uh, training. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I was gonna. I was. I was thinking about this as we're talking about Sonny's mind-altering powers and how Chester is going into the final round. So, I think, I think Chester is coming out with this in the dub, and I'll explain I so. why. I would love I to hear your reasoning why. for this because first hard, of all, it's hard to claws... beat. It's hard to beat someone who can literally alter reality to an extent. He can only make things chocolate. That's yes. the thing. But that but... can undoubtedly be used to his advantage in almost every circumstance. Exactly. And when you're looking at the, when you're <laughs> looking at um, uh, what you would call it, um, his uh, Sonny's reality altering powers it's turning it into melting chocolate so mm. uh he so he um what do you call it so it's it's that negates any speed or skateboard powers that uh chester might bring against uh sunny in this ability in this uh fight but i think there's a way there's a very specific reason why chester is winning this fight and we talked about it earlier because what's cooler than being cool being Nothing. ice I don't know. cold. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot Chester, about that. Chester is ice cold. Oh. And I think any other foe would see the world literally melting all around them and being like, this is insane. I'm losing my mind. Mm-hmm. What is happening? The world has turned to chocolate. This is ridiculous. I can't think of anything. But I think Chester would see the world around him crumbling before his very eyes. <laughs> I think he is so at one and at with peace in himself because that's what you have to be. To be truly cool, you have to be you have to love yourself. And you have to be at peace inside. So he is so at peace in here. I'm pointing to my heart that you guys can't <laughs> see. He is so at peace inside. He's looking at the world around him cut turned to mush. He's like, "Ah oh, man, it's all right." I think it's all cool. I, I, everything, everything I, will work out in the end. Because he also came every cannot... commercial, every commercial with Sonny has him doing the same thing. Like he goes cuckoo at the end. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I just found a list of all of the abilities and all of the feats. What Chester the Cheetah has done in all of his commercials? What? Oh, shoot. I do know he canonically can surf. I was gonna throw that in the mix as well. So oh, even if got... so, even if he couldn't freeze the chocolate per se, he also could just surf on it and not have a problem. Oh, he can jump several times his own height because he's done it to sneak into a Cheetos production company. Gosh, <laughs> he's got superhuman durability. Oh. Um, he gets energy and is empowered by eating Cheetos, which we forgot to say. I guess it's kind of similar what happens with Sonny. He gets empowered by the thing that... By his brand. Uh, yes, he had a crossover with Star Wars, so he had a lightsaber in a commercial. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is insane. Um, hot, che- hot Cheetos grant him pyrokinesis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> his motorcycle has several built-in gadgets. Um, hot Cheetos... See, yeah, the hot Cheetos, I guess, like spark like fire in them and stuff. Like, mm, makes <laughs> sense. Basically, just making him an arson. 
Um, he owns a motorboat. He owns a skateboard. Uh, playing his guitar makes him temporarily invincible. Um, <laughs> can break the fourth wall. Uh, <clears throat> and went into the world of comic book once by jumping into one. Uh, <laughs> so I'm seeing. I think I'm seeing the exact list you're talking about. Yeah, his, his feet. feet all, yeah. He his cr- crunch. He has a crunch so powerful it destroys a mountain, dude. Excuse he me. Runs, he runs fast so enough, he, fast to create <laughs> after images. Survived getting shot into space by a rocket, which then explodes. Resisted the pull of several tornadoes. Destroys a mansion with his bare hands and held the weight of a giant cage full of animals while floating down on a parachute. What the this crap? man is unstoppable. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that might settle it. <laughs> I, I don't think... know if Chester can ever be beat. <laughs> it also says his age is unknown. Oh my gosh, he's a So he could be as old as he could date back to the beginning of the universe. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with Chester. My gosh, the guy, there's nothing the guy can't do. I think he negates all of Sonny's abilities and powers. Absolutely. I think he. Yeah. I. It's over. It's over for Sonny. It's over, and Chester is walking out of that arena, cooler than even than anyone has ever seen him before. He is ice cold. <laughs> also, flaming hot. So that brings us to the end of our, uh, what did I call this? <laughs> Brand um, mascot battle royale. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Chester the Cheetah is the reigning champion. I may have to bring this back again, and we may have to see who can beat. We may have to see if we can find an opponent opponent to rival Chester the Cheetah, because <laughs> apparently he has the strength of like. A billion people are like un- unrivaled <laughs> abilities. Yep. So, and to, th- but that... to think that Ronald even remotely stood a chance yeah, <laughs> when exactly. we were talking about him earlier. Yeah, Ronald, Ronald would be crushed like a tiny ant beneath the boot. Ronald is just a cheetah. man. Chester is <laughs> the cheetah. Chester is a god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that also brings us to the end of our episode for today. So, uh, make sure you subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice and also leave a review. We always love to see those nice reviews that you leave us and, uh, also follow us on our social medias. That would be, and I said, right, hold on, let me pull up that Instagram handle. <laughs> whatever you heard my you heard my say it they've they've got it under control uh and then also uh follow us on facebook at the official nothing but nonsense podcast page and uh that brings us to a close. So thank you all for joining us. And I hope you enjoyed this just as much as we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hope I'm it didn't. I'm go I eat some Cheetos and Cocoa Puffs now. So. Ew, I think together. that sounds like a terrible mashup. Mix them in the same bowl. <laughs> I did have some Cheetos today. I, I will say that. So it was, it was on my mind before I even knew it. I didn't think about that till just now. 
I got an empty bag in the trash can right next to me. Nice. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Later, y'all. Bye.